Drinking Night. With the movie Problem. I'm Matt. I'm Laura. And today we watched Clue. Yeah, I was like, what movie do you want to watch? And you were like, Clue. And I said, if it's free, and it's free on Amazon Prime. And by free, I mean, we're, we're, it just happens that we're paying for one of the streaming services yeah. it's on. <laughs> Actually, I, th- I think what happened was, if I remember correctly, you asked me what movie you, we went back and forth about it. And I said, I asked you what movie you wanted. And you said, I don't have a clue. What do you want to watch? Uh, and that ended uh, with us watching Clue. That's clever. I'm a child. Nah. And speaking of child, this movie was like, I guess it was 1985. So, you know, I was two when this movie came out. Tim Curry is so young. <laughs> He's so young. And Christopher Lloyd is so young, weirdly, even though he was Doc Brown yeah. at the same time. I just feel like he was born old. And he, he was not, in fact, born old. <laughs> it was disorienting and one flew over the cuckoo's nest and it's disorienting again now. Indeed. Um, but yeah, like I can definitely see why my formative memory of watching this was when I was like 10 watching it at a friend's house. And you said you watched it, what, in middle school? High school, actually, because yeah. it was like one of those things where it's like, did you know when this movie came out, they had three endings? Yeah. Spoiler, this whole movie is like a murder mystery. So like we're get, just stop listening now if you, if you care about spoilers from 1985. <laughs> If you care about spoilers from 1985, you're late to the party. But yeah, um, I can like watching it on the rewatch. The only thing I remembered from this movie from the first time I saw it was the shooting the singing telegram joke. That was literally the extent of my memory. I don't know how anyone forgets um, Tim Curry's performance in this film, but I somehow (laughs) 10 year old Matt, it just didn't sink in. Yeah, it was weird. The credits were coming up and you're like, Tim Curry's in this? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it what, what was the most memorable thing for you from this movie from first go around tim curry's dramatic reinterpretation of the entire movie which takes like they committed <laughs> to that joke it's like the last 20 minutes of the movie is tim curry know. running everyone through the events of the movie up to now well right right i wonder if that was even in the script or if that was just tim curry just being delightful and everyone's just like fantastic let's go with it just, yeah let him run we got it. the house for another week let's do it <laughs> But yeah, like in hindsight, I really like watch on a rewatch. I really it's it really makes sense to me that this was a movie that would be really popular with kids. Like the the humor is very like mid 80s silly. Hmm. Like there it is, you know, people falling down. It is, you know, what does the butler do? I buttle, sir. It, 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 it like. The spilling of the the brandy. Yeah, yeah. The, like, at one point when um, Mrs. White goes to faint and someone says, catch her, and Tim Curry goes to put his arms around her and she just kind of falls through the hole in his arms and hits the ground. Like, it's... There's definitely adult jokes in there, too. Everybody keeps staring at Yvette's breasts. I felt like that... and, And that was very... It, it, it was so consistent that it had to be intentionally <laughs> blocked. Um, that every single character upon first encountering her takes like a, lo- a look down, like my eyes are up here, has their my eyes are up here moment. Um, Wait, except for Miss White, right? No, I think everybody. Everybody? Male and female. <laughs> I'd be curious to watch it again and see if uh, Mr. Green, who they, who in at least all but one of the three endings is supposed to be gay. I'm curious if they if they blocked 
if, if they block him to be the only person that doesn't stare at her chest. But I feel like even if you were a gay man, it's a hard chest not to notice, given how they are. <laughs> and they are out. They are out. They are out. Those breasts are very out. <laughs> they are the, the, the hidden weapon. <laughs> you could definitely kill someone with those. It's so campy. It's, oh, it's so great. campy. It's a very entertaining movie. Yeah. So short plot summary. Um, Tim Curry is an amazing butler. Um, and you have this dinner party that six guests have been invited to. Um, they're all given monikers yeah, to match are, the board game. Yeah, it's very Quentin Tarantino, right? You're Mr. Pink, you're Mr. Green. I'd be curious what yeah, order... Did this come out before or after Reservoir Dogs? That's a good question. I don't know. Huh. But yeah, they, they've all been invited to this house because they're being blackmailed by Mr. Body. And uh, Tim Curry informs them that he's here to expose Mr. Body um, and, you know, turn him into the police and they'll all come clean about the things they're being blackmailed about. Um, and then someone at the party, it's not clear who, uh, decides to skip that and kill Mr. Body and everything ramps up from there. People keep showing up at the house. Those people keep dying. Everyone's having their like, you know, 12 angry men, like finger pointing. You did it. You did it. You did it. Kind of moments. Wait, that's not 12 angry yeah, men at no, all. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's more angry finger pointing than the you did it. But. I'm trying to think of a good example of that. Like movies where it's not clear. Who you did, did it. Like, you did it. You did it. No. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Ah, yeah. Oriental Express? Orient Express. Cool. Um, but yeah, like hijinks ensue, people keep dying, and then to your Glass point- Glass knives. Yep. Or onions out or whatever. <laughs> onions out. Oh, wait, it's knives out. Glass Sun, onions? Onions out, onions out. Onions out. <laughs> but, and then to your point, they get to the three endings, which is a unique thing that you had- so that's what I that's what I remember the most about this movie. In addition to Tim Curry being brilliant. I still can't believe you're like Tim Curry's in this movie. Like, how did you forget Tim Curry is in this movie? <laughs> uh, yeah. So you essentially have your three endings. The first where it's Miss Scarlet. And I wonder if she actually was given the one of the de like one of the actual murderers of the three because she was just so fun to watch. And she mm -hmm. she matched Tim Curry's energy and mm -hmm. eccentricity in yes. his performance. And yes. so that was just a very delightful, campy ending where she's like, I did it. And here's why and how. Mm -hmm. And then the second ending. Mrs. Peacock, the politician's wife. Yes. Where, but uh, yes, where in the Scarlet ending, she just was straight up. She killed everyone. She killed yeah. absolutely everyone. Whereas Miss Peacock, it was like she, she was responsible for about half the murders. I th yeah, and but then wasn't it that like she coerced the Yvette into killing people? I mean, because that was, was what Miss the way uh, Scarlet did it too. Was yeah. Yvette killed some people, and then and then Scarlet, Scarlet killed Yvette. The job. Yeah. yeah. And then the third ending. Which is, I see why they call it the true ending. It was... By far the most satisfying. Yes. Where kind of the, where every single member of the group killed at least one person. So they are all murderers, except for Mr. Green. Um, and then Tim Curry reveals that he's actually been the blackmailer all along. Um, and he goes to basically, you've... They've all cleaned up his evidence and he now has, there are now no witnesses except them and they're all murderers. So they're going to keep paying him forever. Thank you very much. And he gets ready to leave. And then Mr. Green reveals that he's an undercover FBI agent and not gay and kills them. 
That was a weird death. Yeah. Like, yeah, like the last line of the movie in that ending is Mr. Now I'm going to go home, home and, and sleep, sleep with, with my, my wife. <laughs> and then like the campy playoff music. Yeah, was like, complete with like 1980s like freeze frame image shot on the weird laughing moment with him and his boss. Yeah, there are a lot of weird freeze frames in this movie. Yeah. It's just it's campy. Yeah. Entertaining. But, but you knew you knew so a little bit about like like how the three ending thing worked and like different theaters got different. Yeah, endings. that's what I heard. So essentially, they when they sent out prints, like once upon a time, mm-hmm. movie theaters used to have these things called film projectors, Ooh. where there were actual reels, like for reels, reels of film that would be sent out. And the cool thing about these reels, and this is, I imagine. It was in the 80s. They were past the point where you had films on multiple reels. You had Mm -hmm. the whole film on one probably by the time you hit the 80s. But anyway, today everything's digitally projected except for like little tiny adorable theaters. Mm -hmm. But they would send out the film cuts to different movie theaters. And Mm -hmm. so if you found out that you if you found out that there were three different endings, you could go to three different movie theaters Mm -hmm. Or more, trying mm. to find all of the different endings to the movie. Mm, so it was designed as like a ticket resale thing of like, you know, each theater got a different ending. It was random which one you got. And then... I bet big theaters got multiple... Don't let Marvel find out about that one. <laughs> I mean, everything's well, just on Disney+. Plus. It's too, it's too late now. The movie to do that with would have been Quantumania or Doctor Strange and the, like, whatever Scarlet Witch turns evil. Yeah... Are you talking about Avengers 4, right? Yeah, yeah, or the latest Marvel cycle. Like, I could very much have seen, like, the Ant-Man Quantumania in the quantum realm having, like, a quantum ending thing mm. where you got, like, three different endings. Again, we got But then that would be too hard to fit within the Marvel universe. That's the thing. It works really well for, like, a one-off movie, but mm. once you're trying to stitch together a whole universe of mm. properties around mm. main storylines... Mm. Fair point. At the same time, the whole point of multi—they're doing multi-dimensions yeah. and multiverses. Like there you go. Yeah, that could be pretty cool. Yeah. So favorite moments. Turning back to this movie, favorite moments include just all of Tim Curry. Oh, the moment when Tim Curry rolls his eyes so far into the back of his head. <laughs> I made you pause the movie and rewind it just to like. Shh. Yeah. Oh, it was the what you know. He threatened to kill me in public. Why would he want to kill you in public? <laughs> like, which again, these are the jokes that are like, you know, you're 12 and it's, it's funny. funny. <laughs> and Tim Curry just like, he rolls his eyes so hard. <laughs> that made me happy. That was yeah. probably my favorite moment that's, of the movie. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. You? Um, Probably. Probably just. Miss Professor Plum constantly coming back to I didn't do it. Like, I, I I don't know why, but like him ratcheting that up over and over again tickles me. There was a lot of like. He didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't do it. There was, But he did in one of the endings. There was a lot of really overt, like you wouldn't get away with this in a modern movie, low key sexual harassment. Oh yeah, there the um like there were several grab ass moments. A lot. Yeah. Like Miss Scarlet just meeting Professor Plum for the first time and within like sixty seconds his hands on her butt. Yeah, yeah. Like he cop he definitely cops a feel in the doorway. He gives her a ride her car's broken down. And they have this this bit where she then, you know, woman alone in it's a very eighties bit of woman alone with broken down car and she like 
opens the hood of the car and then like bends over and her sticks her rear end out like she's looking at the engine in order to like solicit help with the car. And it works. Professor Plum pulls over. He's like, you want a ride? And and then she gets in the car and he gives her a ride. And then, yeah, they get to the house and he like just decides to grab a handful while they're waiting for someone to answer the door. Yup. I do think there was a missed opportunity for a joke in that where I think if I could go back in the Wayback Machine, I think it would be great if you have that moment where, um, you know, Scarlet is doing her thing with the, uh, you know, looking under the hood of her car, trying to figure out why it's broken. And she's clearly sticking the butt out and putting one of the feet up to try and get some guy motorist to pull over and help her weirdly. But then if like Mrs. Peacock had been like the next car and it just like cleanly driven right past her. <laughs> and then you could have followed that up with like Professor Plum or someone else. Like the movie could have yeah. continued the same way it did. But I think but that, would, been that would have been an opportunity for a little a little comedic bit. Or Mr. Green, because he's maybe gay. Yeah. Yeah. But if he's, he's going to go home he, and sleep with his wife. Right. In the yeah. true ending. But if in that true ending, if he was working for... What Maybe he? he's lying to them about being gay, yeah. Oh, I was thinking then, of course, he'd probably be a little bit more of a do-gooder than to leave a person struggling uh, yeah. Maybe. fixing their car. The costumes the were amazing. Yeah, I like that they didn't lean into the color thing and have, like, Colonel Mustard in, like, a banana yellow suit. No, it was really it was like subtle. His tie. It was his tie. He had an over. He had a jacket that was, yeah. like, a nice creamy mustard jacket that yeah. he took off pretty early. He had some blondish, mustardy hair. Yeah, Miss Scarlet was the lipstick, I think, was the only thing. Her, oh, she, she, is that what that was? Yeah. Ms. White, I was here's another favorite moment when Miss White takes her coat off because she oh, says Miss White, white. And, yeah. and you see the whole reveal of the inside of the coat, just pure Snow White. Yeah. That yep. was lovely. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Beautiful costumes. Mm -hmm. Very good tailoring. Tim Curry looked great. Yeah. <laughs> and acted great. And, and it was great. Yeah. <laughs> really cheesy uh, Is soundtrack. there a single movie in which he is low key? Is he capable of that? I think that's why he's hired. Is to not be low-key, specifically. Yeah, like, yeah. if you're hiring Tim Curry, it's like what they did to poor Robin Williams in Hook, where, like, you know, there's all those horror stories, not horror stories, but all these sad stories of, like, Steven Spielberg's, like, biggest regret with that movie was, like, Robin Williams kept wanting to take things to 11, and Steve Steven Spielberg kept, like, reining them in, apparently, and he regrets that. Mm. At least according to a handful of interviews. Who oh, knows? interesting. But yeah, yeah things I if did you're going to hire comedians, let them... I don't know. The Hook was such a good movie, though. Hook was an excellent movie. So, I mean, they obviously struck some kind of a balance. I guess there's an alternate universe, Marvel multiverse Hook, where Hook is just like Robin Williams totally going berserk, which, you know... I mean, to be fair, was that in the middle of his cocaine binge? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but anyway, Clue... Yeah. Super campy. Excellent. Holds up. Great, like, you know, it's like a sleepover movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is like a great movie for like when you're like, you know, middle to middle school to early high school. Yeah. When you're too when you're too young and to watch Rocky Horror and at it's that a, sleepover. It's a movie that has murder and blood and dismemberment in it, but not in, 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 in a very, very flippant way. way. Yeah. But not flippant and campy in a way that Tarantino is just mm. like totally like sure six-year-old yeah <laughs> boy oh man the, the Quentin Tarantino version of Clue there would be an interesting again we're talking about the multiverse the multiverse in which Clinton Quentin Tarantino directs Clue and like you owe like the 
the door, the refrigerator door opens and the dead cook falls out, but just like she hits the ground and blood explodes everywhere. <laughs> I'd watch that. Can't wait to see what he's up to next. Yeah. No. no, anyway, it was a really good soundtrack too. I mean, also again, just playing at the camp. The movie knew exactly what it was trying to do yeah. and really knocked it out of the park. Yeah, silly fun. Who says you can't make a good movie based on a game? <laughs>